Welcome to another episode of the JMB Ray Boxing Podcast here in the Colt of Ramble Ranch in the Chin Check Studios. I'm your host, Whiskey J, and it's been so, a bit of a while before since we've done the last episode, or we've done an episode, not last episode, we've done an episode, and well, I'm heading out to Vegas tomorrow, I thought, why not drop you guys our prediction for this weekend's fight? This has to be, in my opinion, one of the biggest loaded cards in boxing in the last couple of years. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited. One, because I'm renewing my vows. Two, because there's boxing from the morning to the wee hours of the night. But ladies and gentlemen, I'll do this by myself. I do got my co-host. He's ready to go. He got his shirt ironed out. They, You can even call him Iron B-Ray Tyson. Man, I don't know about that. But the one and only B-Ray <laughs> in the motherfucking house. B-Ray. <laughs> what up, man? What's up, B-Ray? Oh, man. Yeah, you're right, man. I can't remember the last time it's been... Pretty much stacked like that. It's a stack fucking card. It's a stack, you know. First, it was, I think, the Wilder fight. That was the first fight that was announced for that day, October 15th. And then, God, they added with Haney and Cambrosa again for the rematch. Carissa Shields fighting. Carissa Shields fighting. Uh, Caleb Plant, I believe, right, is fighting. On the undercard. On the undercard, He's right? a co-main event. I'm sorry. Co-main event. There we go. But, yeah, you're right. I've not seen this in a, in a while. So, this is what we got. Like you said, we got Devin Haney, George Cambrosa, too, in, uh, in Melbourne, Australia. We have Clarissa Shields versus Samantha Mar- so Savannah Marshall. We have also another fight, Michaela Myers versus Alicia Bongardner. Mm-hmm. We got Deontay Wilder, Robert Hellenius. That's the loaded fucking fight we have yeah. this week. So some of them are on pay-per-view, some of them are on free TV. Yep. But if you got a fire stick and you're part of the gang gang, you ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> you don't so what's up, B-Roach, you been up to? Nothing much, nothing new, man. Getting ready for this trip for Vegas this week. Of course, working from home. So nothing much, man, nothing new. <clears throat> this week's going to... This whole 10 months have gone by quick for me, from planning it from the beginning of the year to now. Yeah. It's uh, great um, hanging out with the Ramble crew. It's always great. Mm-hmm. This is our first outing as a as a crew. Almost every member is going. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. Every member is going. <laughs> about say, except for one, but he's no longer part of the crew. But every, <laughs> ah, no. No, 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 no. There, I said it. Um, everyone's going. So it's it's it's, uh, it's exciting for me because we're all it, we're all going to be in one city hanging out, celebrating mm-hmm. my tenure. Yes. And, you know, boxing, man. To me, I, I was talking to one of my customers. You know, they were like, oh, boxing's dead, man. It's a dead sport. Tune in this weekend. Tune in this weekend, I told him. Yep. And I told him everything. And I, and I go, and I even told him about last Saturday night's fight between Fondora and uh, oh, Ocampo. Man, and I right. go, you want a you wanna clear picture, a, a definition of why boxing is not dead? I don't even say a definition. You want a proof, mm-hmm. better dead. You want proof. I hope boxing is not dead. You should have saw last weekend's fight on Showtime. Yes. 
the two main event, the two uh, fights before that, it was uh, what uh, Montiel versus uh, I forgot the guy's name. Yeah, and then Ocampo versus Fondora. My God, back to back exciting fights. It really was back to back for that fucking fight, man. It's been a while since me and B-Rays watched the fight, and you know, it's it's almost like with your Fight Club, we're just making our comments, but it was just like non-stop it was just non-stop comments between me and beer going back and forth laughing yeah especially laughing <laughs> i want to get this off my chest because i i mean i saw last saturday night's fight between yeah. Fedorfers ocampo fuck jack reese you know i mean you know since you you know brought it up i mean why not yeah i mean you've you've said it i believe since what the first wilder fight wilder fury fight that you were not a fan of jack reese Every time you see him, you're like, fuck, not him. Jack Reese is the type of asshole that wants to impose himself in a fucking fight. <laughs> like, ladies and gentlemen, and if you missed out last Saturday night, Showtime Championship Boxing. Yeah. You have basically in the number three ranked, the number two, number three ranked best yeah. super welterweight in the world facing uh, Ocampo. And it, and it was and it was a it was a fight of nutrition. Who Who had the gas tank to go? Who had the power? I mean, it, it was a thrilling fight. Me and B-Ray made a little video. That's a, what they A saying. Rocky montage. Yeah, like a Rocky Four it was like a It was like Rocky Four. <laughs> leather was being thrown. It was great. And for the first couple rounds, I had Ocampo probably winning the fight. Yeah. Like, I thought, okay, Ocampo's giving Fondora trouble. He was patient. You know, and, and then around round four, he decides to plant his feet and fight in a phone booth fight. Yes! And I and I told you this could be either great or bad for him. Right. Maybe he's sacrificing this round to 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 chop this sequoia tree. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's a huge man. He's just, he, a, that's a huge bitch. Exactly. <laughs> and I go, okay, you know what? He'll do that. And after that, the fight just turned to a phone booth fight, in which at first I go, wow, this this may turn into a very competitive fight. Yeah. And then you start seeing Ocampo's legs oh look God, shaky. He was declining. He was throwing arm punches. Yeah. But he was still going. Yep. And around close to the eighth round, I was about to round, say seven or eighth, I was about to say, yep. For the first six, seven rounds, you didn't even know those were up. No, you, you did not know. You didn't even know those were nope. up. I did not. I forgot that this was a ref. The ref was there. Yeah. That's how good the fight is. This is how, this is how you know, ladies and gentlemen, for all you casual fans, and for all you boxing heads who listen, you'll agree mm. with me. You know it's a good fight when there's the, you forget there's a ref. Exactly, yep. When the ref is an audience member. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you know it's a good fight. And it was like that. It was a very entertaining fight between oh Fondora and Ocampo. Very entertaining. Yeah, because, again, we have not seen Fondora kind of go through that. And I think, like B-Ray says, around eight or nine. Right. Jack Countries, because he's a fucking cunt, goes over to the corner and tells him, "Hey, I need you to fight. fight I need you to fight harder. I need you to fight harder because if not, I'm gonna stop the fight." And he said it in Spanish, "Pega duro, pega duro." I'm like what? Again, Nate Jemin, this ref. I'm not lying to you. No, exactly. Literally went to Ocampo's corner and told him, "I need you to fight harder." And Biri, what did he say in Spanish? He, he kept saying, "Of course, in Spanish, his best way, pega duro." Pegaduro means hit hard. Hit hard in Spanish. Now, I, I've advocated that, you know, I am just a podcaster. Yeah. I am a local podcaster who loves the sport of boxing and does a podcast. I've been doing it for the last four or five years now. 
yes, I've had experience in the ring. I've gotten beat up. I've beat up people before. But I've never in my life have heard a ref tell me, I need you to fight harder. I've never seen that. I've never heard of that. Ladies and gentlemen, Vondora was, Vondora was not beating the shit out of Ocampo. No, not really, no. Ocampo wasn't beating the shit out no, of Fondora. No, it was a phone booth fight. It was a phone booth fight that, you know, a fun, you know. Very entertaining, fun, yeah, back Rocket and forth. socket robots. Yes. Neither guy seemed to get the best of each other. No one seemed hurt. Fondora was just exhausted. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. Exhausted to the point where he was still fighting. Now... I get it. You watch out for fighters. Help. Yes, gonna say that. I'm all uh, about yeah. looking out for the fighters' well-being. Exactly. I understand that. Yes. But Jack Reese, if you're listening, California State Commission, if you're listening, what you don't fucking do is go tell a fighter, "I need you to fight harder." You're changing the landscape of how the fight should be fought. Like, he wants him to fight to his... What, what do you say? To his needs or something like that? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Jack Reese is a ref who is looking out for the safety of the fighters and to make sure the fight is being fought cleanly. It's being fought cleanly, and both guys seem to be co- very cognitive of what's going on. Yeah. Now, if Jack Reese was concerned of the health and wellness and well-being of Carlos Ocampo, you do not ask him to fight harder. You pull him to the side, you bring in the medical physician and say, hey, I need you to run a cognitive test. Now, what kind of test are we asking? Uh-huh. I yelled it and be ready even agree that they should have done that. You ask him, do you know where you're at? Where you're at? Or what's your name? Right? What's your name? Can you? Yeah. Like, well, how many fingers do I have? Things like that. What's right? today's date? What's today's date? You ask him these cognitive questions. What's because, your left and right arm? Huh? Let, yep. Show me your left. Show, show me, me left. your right. Exactly. You do these cognitive questions to make sure that this guy is not brain dead and just fighting on just instinct. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what Jack Reese was alluding to. Because if you saw the fight, the guy is dead. The guy is physically oh, exhausted in the fight. Yeah. But he is still going. He has the will. He has the eye of the tiger. Yes. El ojo del tigre. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I said, he's tired, but he's still fighting. He's still cognitive. Jack Reese... Fuck you. <laughs> you don't have the you don't have the balls to tell somebody to go fight harder. Just like I don't got the balls to tell someone to fight harder themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm a podcaster. You're a ref. I stick to podcasting. I'm gonna comment about what happened. Yeah. You stick to being a ref. If you're really concerned about a compo, like I said, you should have stuck him to the side, bring in the re- the physician of the of the commission physician, and make him do a cognitive test. Come forward, go backwards, go to your left, go to your right. Show me your left hand. Show me your right mm-hmm. hand. What state are we in? What's today's date? What is your name? What color are your gloves? These are the type of questions you ask somebody who you assume is braindead at the moment. Yeah, yeah. You don't ask him to fight harder for your pleasure. Because the last time I heard, and I had the fucking thing up because I have a surround sound, Mm -hmm. the fans were cheering the fucking fight. They really were. I did not hear one fucking boo. No. I think the the, the fight before that, yeah, there was some boos in the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, the first two rounds. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But what you don't do is ask the guy to fight harder. Jack Reese, you're an asshole. Jack Reese then then accuses Ocampo's corner 
of delaying the oh fight. Oh my god, that was so ridiculous. Over a spilled S- bag of ice. Bag of ice. No, they did it purposely to stall. I'm not taking points away. I'm taking money away. I'm like, what the fuck? I go. Jack Reese was invisible for seven rounds. And I think Jack Reese goes, hey, I'm Jack Reese. I'm famous for I'm famous for not counting out Tyson Fury. <laughs> I'm famous for for you know sticking it to Andre Ward and uh and I forgot the other guy and finding them for roughhousing. <laughs> I'm Jack Reese. I do what the fuck I want. <laughs> well, Jack Reese decided to find the corner of Ocampo for supposedly delaying the fight for five seconds. Five, yeah, right? Yeah. Jack Reese imposed himself because Jack Reese realized I'm not I'm not being focused on. No one's focusing on me. You're not the main attraction. You're not, I'm not the main attraction here. <laughs> you know, I'm not the headliner. No, no, you're not. You're a ref. Stick it, to refing. Yeah, exactly. The problem with today's boxing is is that because one fucking ref like fucking Mills Lane became famous, everyone thinks they need to become. Everyone thinks they need to have a catchphrase. Everyone thinks they need to have like. A, everyone thinks they need to have a gimmick. Or um, what's what's that? He's my favorite. Um, oh my god, Steve Willis. You know, yeah. Steve Willis doesn't even do it on purpose. No, that's his genuine look. He is like happy to see the fight. You know who's a good ref? Who? Steve Smoger. Oh my God! You would you really praise that guy? Yes, yes. Never, Steve never, Smoger. never involved himself never, in anything. Never, never. Uh, to me, if I was in a fight, I would pick Steve Smoger. Steve Smoger is a New York City ref. Especially when they were in New York, you always be like, when he's not refereeing, be like, hey, where the fuck is he at? Smoger, Smoger was my guy. Yep. And then, uh, Kenny Bayless once in a while, I I, I yeah. would go Kenny, Kenny, Kenny or. Yeah, yeah, Kenny. Kenny Bayless. Kenny Bayless, yes. And I forgot there's another ref that I really liked. I was like, okay, he's pretty good. Um, there's, like, there's like a hand, there's only like a handful of refs that know know their job. My job is just to be the ref. Yeah. I am not Tony here. Weeks, I think that's his Tony name. Tony Weeks is another guy. He's a guy that actually, the only if I can think of, he ref the first Floyd uh, Floyd Maidana fight. Those are refs that just like this guy right here is staying out of the way. Yes. I'm owning in a show. We're watching uh, the the legendary fight a year ago between. The trilogy fight between yeah. Wilder Fury. Yep. And this ref is only going to involve himself when he feels this rough house action. Yeah. That's the only time. Other than that, he's out of the picture. He's out of the picture. And that's what Jack Reese should have just fucking done. Stay out of the picture. Not involve yourself and then ask a fighter to fight harder. Because, because you're mm-hmm. concerned of their well-being. If you were concerned, again, repeating, you should have took him to the side. Bring in the physician. Ask cognitive questions. Not ask the guy to fight harder, mm-hmm. who you're already suspecting is probably brain dead mm-hmm. because he's taking too many clean punches, which if you saw Copybox, he wasn't getting that many clean shots on no, him. No, and I was going to say that too. It's, it's not like he was taking so much punishment that it really did make you go like, holy shit, I am I'm concerned. He was fighting back. So nothing, again, I'm not a professional ref. But based on what I've seen, nothing made me go like, holy shit, do you need to keep an eye on him? No. He was just gassing out. And he was not in too, he was not in danger to the point where the ref fucking needed to be like, you need to hit, you need to like start, you know, fighting harder. Like Alan Bernstein, I cannot remember the last time he was that upset. I mean, he wasn't I mean, I'm not going I'm not saying he went crazy crazy, but you heard his tone of his voice. This is ridiculous, he goes. I've never seen this in a long time. He goes, probably never. This is ridiculous, he goes. It's ridiculous. He just kept saying that. It was. It was. So, 
Yeah, Jack Reese really, he really wanted to be out there. In a fight that you didn't need to be. The fight was it was going good the way it was. Yeah. But Jack Reese is an asshole. He's an asshole, yeah. That, that's my... Uh, but... And I'm going to do my first come. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> but good fight. The funny thing is, we, we just... We weren't really much planning on it. It just it just happened. It just happened. We... Uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't have, we didn't, you know, how do you say, we didn't have much plans that that, that Saturday, and we both looked at each other, be like, is there a fight? We asked each other, we saw, yeah, Fandora Compa, why not watch it? Well, I'm so glad that we did, because the fight was very entertaining, it was very, very good, loved it. But yeah, Jack Reed's piece of shit, really. Piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, another thing I want to talk about before we go into our predictions, because this is more predictions than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the latest drama happening out in the UK right now between Conor Ben and Chris Eubank. Yep, yep. Um, exactly. That uh, that's that gave a lot of people are saying that gave boxing a black eye. It did. I mean, for also the information about hearing that this this happened what a month ago, and now more that this might not be the first time they covered it up. There we go. Not a lot of people be like exactly. Was this the first time? Or has this been happening for many years? I think I think when it comes to boxing, MMA, any type of sport, I mean in general, every sport, any sport, there's doping. Yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, boxing has great you know, great ways to prevent. No, we don't. No, we don't. No. We're not governed by one single body, we're governed by states and uh, um, belts organizations. Yeah, UFC is or, or is governed by one body, but even they have slip ups too. Yeah, yep. I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, boxing doesn't have a, a boxing or a combat sports agent doesn't have a doping issue. We do. I think uh, some people are able to get away with it. Some people are not. Whether or not Conor Ben has been getting away with it for the last couple of years. Is on him. Mm -hmm. I am not going to comment on past fights that may be in question. I'm going to comment about what's happening right now. He was scheduled to fight Chris Eubank last Saturday. Yeah. Fight was was, uh, canceled two days prior because it was leaked out on a UK uh, website that Conor Ben tested positive for Clomiphene. Yeah. Clomiphene, Clomiphene is a drug, ladies and gentlemen, that is used on women... When they are having a hard time uh, uh, producing eggs. Yep. The reason I know this drug particularly because a few years ago, me and my wife tried to have kids. And we went to a fertility doctor. And my wife was sorry, subscribed, prescribed, not subscribed, prescribed this drug. So I, when I heard the name, I go, this name sounds familiar. And even my wife goes, yeah, that was the drug. I, that was the, the medication I took. It's supposed to... Boost your hormones. It's supposed to like boost your hormones and testosterone levels to the yeah. point where you see and stuff. You see stuff in your body changes. For women, it boosts their hormones so they produce more eggs. For a man, I'm assuming it. I, I'm assuming he was tapering off steroids. Yeah, which it means sounds he, like it. Yeah, what, what, what it sounds like to me, he was taking steroids, and he was trying to get off of it. And he took clomiphene to balance out his levels. Yeah. So when he got tested, it didn't show up. It showed like a normal test. 
that's just that's tampering with your your bodily genetics, your chemical balance. And I don't know how long he's been doing it. Like I said, I'm not going to comment on past fights because I there's no proof of it yet. I'm only going to comment for what I know now. Yeah, he got caught. A reporter got a leaked information about it. He reported it. The commission decided to postpone the fight. This is right after the zone and Eddie Hearn decided to still say, Hey, no, 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 man. Eubank said he still fights. Yeah. You know, if that we means we gotta take it to another commission, we'll take it. <laughs> That's what they wanted to do. Yep. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I get it. There was a fight, a lot of money been made, but you're putting the well being of a fighter on the line. Chris Eubank was moving up, moving down to 157. He was already making the excuse that he was only 60%. 60% of my... I'm only 60% healthy for this fight. And Conor Ben looked like a, an Adonis. And for this to happen, it would have given boxing a bigger black eye than it already has. Yeah. Because if this fight was... If they found another governing body to sanction this, and Conor Ben would have won. And let's say he would have injured Chris Eubank. Who would have been the blame? Oof. That would, that would look really, really bad. That would look bad. That would look so bad. So, the, going to what B-Ray said earlier, a couple minutes ago, it looks like he tested positive a month ago. It looks like the zone and Eddie Hearn had swept this under the rug. <sighs> they try to keep it quiet. Because they were going on VADA testing, and VADA testing is not governed by any organization. Besides the WBC, it is a voluntary... Doping. Yep. You're voluntary to dope, which means the results are to be only privately between the parties, mm-hmm. not for the general masses. Yeah. Unlike UFC with USADA, it, the organization's paying for this to test the drugs, to test the drugs, to mm-hmm. test the fighters year long. So if one of these guys pop, everyone's going to find out about it. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it, it depends on the organization that does it. Yep. UFC leaks it out. Hey, John Jones has positive for. Fucking dick pills. <laughs> the WBC does the same thing. They use VADA, right? Yeah. To test everyone within the top 10 competing for the WBC to be year-long testing. It is up to the WBC to whether or not they want to leak that information out and say, hey, Canelo Alvarez has a positive for another clambuterol taco. Mm-hmm. It's up to them. So this is nothing new. This is nothing. There's, not a, there's no conspiracy here. I'm just letting you know that this is voluntary testing. Paid for by the commission, paid for I mean paid for by the promoter, paid for by the organization. It doesn't matter. It's a private company. It's privately owned. Mm-hmm. Which means anybody can buy these tests and get them done. Yeah. So Eddie Hearn and Eubanks promoter agreed to do Vada. Test came back. Eddie Hearn had the option to leak it out or not leak it out. He swept it under the rug from what it looks like right now. Yeah. He had the choice to do that. He continued moving on until it was leaked out that he that his fighter test pissed dirty. It's on him. My thing is this. Everyone here is wagging their finger going, oh, this is why boxing is dead. This gives boxing a black eye. This, that, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to sit on that boat. I'm not going to be here steering that boat anymore. Mm-hmm. You've all heard it before. This fight was a week ago. Everyone's talked about it. I think you guys are tired of it. My thing is this. Why haven't we found a solution to this? 
why don't we hold these ancient ways of testing fighters with state to state? Yeah. If you want to fight in the state of California, VADA testing. If you want to fight in the state of Nevada, VADA testing or USADA. Doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, one of those two. Yeah, whatever. Uh huh. Why are we leaving it up to promoters or fighters to say, I want to volunteer for this? No, 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 no. We're using archaic. We're using. Um, we're using. Sorry, I was looking at text. We're <laughs> using old-fashioned ways to test fighters through commissions. That's why a lot of these fighters were able to get away with it. You know, the fighters that got caught were just using shitty steroids. The fighters that didn't were doing bad. Were getting away with it scot free. Yeah. It was only until we started using these 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 uh, privately owned companies, yeah. we started catching a lot of these cocksuckers. My thing is this. If we already suspect, and we already know that these fight, that most likely 95% of these fighters are testing dirty, why haven't the state commissions implemented these things now? Why haven't they said, hey, gee, why don't we start doing more advanced testing? I fucking agree. And the only conclusion I can come to is Everybody would lose. The commission would lose because the fight would get the fight would no longer be made. Promoters wouldn't want to fight in that that state anymore because they're gonna be they're gonna be subjected their fighters to these type of testing. Boxing would take a decline. MMA would take a decline because they're they're also in the same boat where they know everyone's dirty. So why the fuck are we gonna stop this money train going? Fuck them, them. If you get caught, you get caught. If you don't get caught, fuck it. Perfect. I'm not gonna say shit. If you don't say shit. Let's make this money, baby. And that that right there, man, that's just that sounds so fucking wrong. I, I I again, we all said it, we all agree. I get it. It's a fucking business, but it's fucking wrong, man. It's fucking wrong. That that either change the guidelines of what steroids are okay to use, yeah, or start implementing more rigorous testing. I agree. Man. If you want to be a professional fighter, you test yearly. Year long, mm-hmm. 365, seven days a week, you test. You already, the commission already already makes money off these fighters for fighting in their state. Then why not use the money you take from these fighters and start investing in more advanced Olympic style drug testing? Yeah, you're right. Yep. Instead of bitching and complaining at Eddie Hearn, and I'm not, I'm not defending Eddie. I'm not, taking, I'm not the biggest Eddie fan here, but Eddie's not the only promoter doing that. Yeah, you don't think De La Hoya's out there hiding fucking, you know, dirty piss tests <laughs> from his fighters, like from the public. Yeah, you don't think Bob Arum has been hiding dirty tests from the general public. Oh, I'm sure he has. You don't think. That Al Heyman's PBC, you know, the, the Watson brothers or whatever, haven't been hiding bad piss tests. Eddie was just a dumb one that got caught. <laughs> Eddie was just caught. That's all there was to it. And a lot of people calling me a hypocrite because they're like, if it was another fighter, another promoter, oh, my God, he'll be on that shit. Well, yeah, it, it, that to me, it's hypocritical because he went out. Remember, he went on a media circuit. Bashing Big Baby Mel yeah, for testing positive he, he, for steroids. Yeah, remember Z? He talked about how she'd be banned from this shit. <laughs> he did. 
<laughs> he did bash the fuck out of him. So yeah, that's why everyone's saying he's a fucking hypocrite. And now it's like his fighter's like, well, you know, let's wait for the let's wait for everything to clear up first. <laughs> exactly. Of course you're gonna defend your fighter. But my thing is this though. If we're you know, we we as we as a boxing community should be advocating for stricter testing. Fuck, I agree. If if the one if the ones that refuse, those are the ones that test. Those are the ones that are dirty. Oh yeah. My thing is this. No excuse. And we'll probably move on from this. I'm gonna say this. For people to go, well, you know, you know, the, they can do what they want. They're you know they're they're making all that money. Exactly. We're paying we're paying for these attractions by paying for their paying for their merch, by going to watch them fight by paying their pay per view. The least they can do. Is, te- is test 365. You yeah. are a professional athlete. Act like one. If you don't want to be an athlete and you want to be an average Joe, then go get a, go get a job. Go get a 95. <laughs> but if you want to be a professional athlete and you want to ask for the biggest purses in boxing, you want to gouge us for $84 in pay-per-view... All we're asking you is a pissed clean. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all we're asking. Pissed clean. Is there anything going to change after this? No. I think uh, my conclusion is this. I think Eddie Hearn was gonna, is going to make a nice donation to the British Commission. Conor Ben will probably be suspended for the whole year. Yeah. Conor Ben will probably have a... A black a, will be blacklisted as a dirty fighter until he proves himself otherwise. Uh, and that's it. Yep. And boxing will continue sweeping this under the rug. You know, De La Hoya will sweep it, sweep it under the rug. Aaron will sweep it under the rug. You know, all of the all of the promoters that promote under the PBC will sweep it under the rug. They will sweep it under the rug. That's mm-hmm. what's gonna happen. Nothing's gonna change. Nothing's really gonna change. No, you're right. That's Nothing. the sad part. Nothing's gonna and change. And that and the yeah, that's the part. That is the sad part. Nothing's mm-hmm. gonna change. Nothing. Because we're not advocating for this. You know, there's no politician going. You know, this is this is bullshit. Let's do, you know, we should change this. Why? Why isn't certain states advoc? Why isn't certain states updating their their thing? Why do we have to pay these private companies to do it? They're private companies. I'm paying you to give me these tests. It's up to me if I want to give them out. No, no, no. You fight in Nevada, you you use Vada or USADA, whatever. Yeah. You fight in California, you use this. You use Olympic style drug testing. Now I know people are like, well, Jay, Jay, well, you know, fucking people people will find ways to 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 hustle the system. But you're gonna make it even harder. Yeah. You're gonna make it harder now. You're gonna make it very hard. You're gonna make these guys literally spend a lot of money. On people to figure out how to cheat these tests. Yeah, and I'll say this one last thing because I know Boxing Eagle. Shout out to Boxing Eagle. Came out with a report. There was a a doctor who said that ninety five percent of fighters are fucking know how to cheat on a test. They know how because these guys they're not random. They know when they're gonna show up. So they're all right. Let me piss, and then I'll take all the steroids I need for the next morning when they test me again, and I'll have it out of my system by that time. Wow. This guy did literally went on a podcast and talked about wow. how fighters can cheat as long as they have an eight hour window. How they can do a, how they can do all these steroids and flush it out of their system within eight hours. So when they test the next day, they'll test clean. Guess what? That guy 
had that episode removed. He literally deactivated his Instagram uh, social media accounts so people can't find them. Oh, shit. But guess what? He's going to get subpoenaed by the British Commission right now because he's British. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He said he said 95% of fighters are testing are, are knowing how to cheat. He said almost 100% of British fighters are testing positive for, for PEDs, but they know how to they know how to fuck they know how to fuck with the system so they don't get caught. Well, goddamn. Yeah. That's some wow. And the only one I can think of, of course, was it was Floyd, right? He he wanted, you know, he wanted to, you know, to do that. It's funny because Floyd advocated it. And he was like, oh, he's a pussy. He's afraid of Manny. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I remember that. <laughs> but, but Floyd kind of said, look, look, you're going to fight me. You do this. Yeah, you're going to beat Don, me. Ben Donito Donaire said, I'll do one better, Floyd. I'll test myself 365. He did. He paid for a private company to test them 365. And if you fought him, he did the same thing. You have to test too. Floyd was like, no, if you fight me, we both test equal. Equal, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he wanted equal, equal playing field. But it's funny because uh, reporters would be like, oh, Donito Donaire's a pioneer and, you know, anti-doping. <laughs> no, man, Floyd was a guy. But you guys attached it to him being scared. Yeah. And forgot that, I think, was it since the Mosley fight? I think that was the first fight. Since move, Mosley fight moving yeah. forward. Every single fighter tested for under USADA. Yeah. Yep. Every single fighter tested the Olympic style drug testing. And not one got pinched for that shit. And I think Mosley even said it. It's fucking simple. Yeah. I mean, yeah, random. Obviously, again, it's random, so you don't know. And yeah, that's it. They just collect the blood, the, the urine. That's it. And of course, give you a list of like, these are the ones we can't, you shouldn't be taking. Yeah. Now, Connor Bank could be like, you know what? It's It's the supplements I'm taking, you know? Da, 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 da. You know, we don't know what the levels are. Again, I'm not going to comment because I don't know. As, yeah, we don't as, know. Really as the story levels. develops, we'll talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we don't know. But yeah, that, that's my uh, take on uh, the drug testing. Yeah, definitely crazy. Definitely moving on to uh, some other news. We got yeah, we got a couple here uh, before we get to the, uh, the predictions, you know. Um, so this is from, of course, uh, from ESPN Reekside, Mike Coppinger. So uh, Tiafima Lopez versus Jose Pedraza are in the process of finalizing a deal for a December 10th junior welterweight fight in New York. Sounds good. Pedraza's a good fighter. Yes. We did say that might be the next fight, and so far it's saying... Pedraza's not a bad fight. Mm-hmm. This is more of another build-up fight for, for Tiafimo. Mm-hmm. Um, He looked okay in his last fight. Pedraza's what? This is like second fight at 140? I believe so, yeah. I think they're trying to test the waters, you know... You know, I think he realized he wasn't as explosive as he was at 135. Yeah. So I think maybe tweak a couple things in this fight and then fight this guy. And I think after that, that's when he starts. he's going to start challenging for the titles. That's yeah. when he's going to start fighting the uh, Jose Ramirez's, the pro grades, the... Oh, my God. What's the what's the lineal champ in that division right now? For, what, 140? Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Josh Josh Taylor, Taylor, yeah. Josh Josh Taylor. There we go. I think that's what's gonna happen. I think they want to have one more little warm up fight at 140. I don't think he felt that. I don't think he felt comfortable at 140 that much. Yeah. I think I don't think he liked his performance. He won in sensational fashion, but I don't think he liked it. I don't think he liked the fact that he got touched up a little bit too in this fight. I think one more fight at this division against another guy that's, you know, he's not small, but he's not big. 
Let me let me iron out some things here, and then from there, then you're gonna start challenging the top ten. Definitely. So yeah, that might happen next. Um, uh, of course, still on the uh, on the well, actually, yeah, what lightweight, super lightweight division, whatever, right? Um, uh, I just laugh because um, they're they're kind of like maybe teasing, or maybe it's Ryan's the one that kind of teasing, and Tank is just uh, just fucking around, but uh. You know, some some believe that you know it might be a done deal for December. They're going back and forth on Twitter. Overall, basically, a lot of people are just like being getting tired and be like, you know what, shut the fuck up on Twitter and get in the ring already. But who's talking more on Twitter? Ryan. Then Ryan, shut the fuck up. And Tank is just, um, I guess he's just having fun. I think he's just trolling him. He's just trolling him. Like I did, I saw that t- that tweet goes done. Yeah. And then Ryan goes, yeah, done. And then I think Kat goes, I'm fucking with you, dude. Hey, yep, he said that. He said, I'm just fucking around. I'm bored on this plane. LOL. <laughs> that just shows how much of an idiot Ryan is, though. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, we're fucking done, bro. And I bet you his people are like, yo, did, did anybody call him to let him know that nothing's been sealed? Like, I bet <laughs> you like that. Like, no one's ever told him. Like, yeah, I don't think we're done here. <laughs> and this is what this is what made me laugh. Uh Ryan said on Twitter, he goes, whether you think you run things or not, understand that doesn't help you out in the fight. Let this be a reminder. I made this happen by giving him no excuse. I got self-belief and I know I'm beating him. That's why I said yes. While you said, but no, I need this and that. Softy. Tank responded, he just don't want to feel like he left out the deal. If you notice, he only tweet after me about the fight. Boy, he thought he ran things. Look how it backfired. Yep. Ryan needs to stop acting like he's a boss. Yep. You're not a boss, man. Del yeah, Hoya and Golden would tell you what to do. Exactly. You know? Exactly. As much as he wants to feel like he's about... No, Your he's not. biggest payday is Tank. It is. Your biggest and only payday is Tank. That's going to be the biggest. You're right. For the big payday for Ryan. Your sellout crowd is going to be with Tank. Yeah. So... Just be appreciative of what's going to happen. I totally agree. I hope it happens, but I mean, we don't know. I mean, of course they're keeping it hushed for now, so we don't even we don't even know if they are negotiating. I think that the hard part. I think the money wise. I think Delahoya is not gonna. I think Delahoya is gonna is gonna back off when it comes down to the split. I think they realize Tank is the big money maker. Yeah. I think uh, Delahoya's thing is. To keep the zone happy, we have to involve the zone. Yep. And then, of course, Showtime has to be involved. And I think that's the biggest hurdle. I think the money is no issue. Um, I don't think the venue is an issue. I think the biggest hurdle is the network deal. Yes. I think that's what it is. The network deal, I think, is the hurdle. I think so. Because the, the zone wants to, you know, put their dirty fingers on that, you know, on that, on that deal. Yeah. So I think that's going to be the hurdle. And I think that's what's going on. And I think... I think that everything that Tanks asked for, De La Hoya says, all right, fine, we'll give that. Yeah. Okay, we'll give that. I think they know they're they're not the A-side. I think they know they're in the back burner. But I think the only thing they're willing to fight over is the network deal. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And, of course, people think, like, no, you know, it may with a pack you can do it. Why not us? Different. Totally different. Um, going to the welterweight division, I don't think we cover this. I don't think so. But of the uh, Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence... Um, apparently, um, I guess, well, I'll have Mike Coppinger and, um, Max Kellerman 
say something about this. Two weeks ago, you reported that Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence was close to being made, but we still don't have a deal. What's the latest? Max, we're getting further away than ever before. It was targeted for November 19th. I am told that if it does happen now, it's going to get pushed into either December or January. And the issue, Max, I am told, is that there are um, disagreement in the contract over events, expenses, and basically transparency related to those expenses. Terrence Crawford agreed to take the short end of the split and walk, work off of no guarantee, and he wants to be able to just, you know, have some transparency there related to it since he's going to be working off of the net revenue. And so far, they have been unable to clear this up. It feels like Al Heyman is holding up the deal right now. He advises Spence. Spence wants it. Crawford wants it. And for Crawford to agree to work off of just a per split shows you how badly he wants this, in my opinion. Hold on a sec. What's your thoughts on that? I don't know if we want to hear what Max Kellerman had to say after that. Um, do you want to? Do you want to yeah. hear that? All right. Hold on. Yeah, I want to hear. Oh, okay. Because I know he. I know you're a big fan of of his. Hold on a second. <laughs> you mean to tell me because anyone who follows the way of Hollywood or anything, there's no such thing as the net. It's all the growth. I mean, certainly if you don't have oversight of the books, right? Approving expenses, or certainly at least knowing where all the money's going, no one would ever agree to a net. The fact that Crawford's wor you, you work off the gross, but if you're working off the net, then certainly if what you're reporting is accurate, then Crawford would be out of his mind not to insist on that. And you're telling me that that's what's holding it up? That Al Heyman and and he, who's advising Errol Spence is not giving Terrence Crawford oversight over expenses or giving him transparency to the books, you know, of the books. He's not letting him take a look at the books. And that's why Crawford won't sign, because that sounds to me, Mike, like a duck. That sounds like Al Heyman doesn't think that his guy is going to win and is ducking Terrence Crawford. Can Matt Carpenter tell me that Bob Arum also gave... Did he show the books to Crawford? I, <laughs> did he? I don't think I don't think he did. No, he didn't. He didn't. No, he didn't. This is crazy because Mike Carpenter said, Hey, this, this is almost done, guys. Yeah, that's what everyone... Signed, sealed, delivered. That's what they were saying. Like, And then retracted saying no because of this. We live in a 24-hour news cycle that... Everybody wants to be first. Everybody wants to be the guy that breaks the news. Yeah. And sometimes you base it on someone that knows somebody that knows somebody that works closely with the negotiations that's the assistant of somebody that's in the in the board in the room right now negotiating this fight. Yeah. And when that happens, you get this. Fights take long. Now I don't think Terrence Crawford is going just on a uh, split revenue. What you're telling me is that whatever the pay-per-view makes, whatever the, 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 the gate of the, of the arena is, that's what you're going to pay me mm -hmm. off of. He's not working off a guarantee. Crawford's not dumb. Crawford knows what he brings to the table. As much as I like Spence and 
I think Spence is maybe one of the best welterweights in the world right now. Yeah. Number one, and I think number two is Crawford. I don't think Crawford's going to walk in there and go, hey, you know, I'll just go off the revenue. No. I don't think that. Mm-hmm. I don't think Al Heyman works like that. Al Heyman's in the interest of his fighters, of course, and, my, and Errol Spence is a fighter of his. Yeah. But you ask any fighter that works under the Heyman banner, whether it be a one-time fee or another fee, or one-time or two-fight deal, Heyman tries to get you for more. Okay, I'll give you this. I'm going to give you this money. But I want a two-fight deal off of you so I can make my returns back. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that Al Heyman didn't offer Crawford a guaranteed money. So if Crawford goes, hey, I want this amount of money, how about we work with this? And then we'll guarantee half this money, and the other half will guarantee it on the on the, the revenue we get, because we're 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 estimating that we're going to generate this much, and in return, in case this pay per view doesn't make as much, or the you know ticket sales don't make it, and it is a big what if. Yeah, I want to sign you to a two three fight deal. We have the welterweight stable here. Uh, yeah, they do. We have the super welterweight stable here, so we at least can make our money's worth, and you you come out come come out here. Making more money than you did fight, fighting on the top rank mm-hmm. will make you more money here. How about how, how about you say that? And I bet your coffers been like, yeah. What's holding up the fight? I have no fucking clue. Yeah. I have no clue. I don't have a clue. But I don't want to think that Crawford is this being held. Crawford's holding up because they don't want to show them. He doesn't. They don't want to show him the books because that's a duck. A duck is Spence saying, I don't want to fight. A duck is saying, you know what? I'm afraid of needles, but I got all these tattoos. That's a duck. (laughs) That's not a duck. This is a hurdle that needs to be, if it's true, if this is about Crawford not getting access to the books, that's not Spence's fault. As far as I know, and as far as the world knows, Spence signed the contract. Though. Spence has agreed to fight Crawford. Yeah. It is a tiny little thing that's holding up the fight. That's not hit Spence's fault. Spence is saying, hey, make the fight happen. As, as long as I can get that guy in the ring, that's all that matters to me. He's willing to fight. This has nothing to do about Spence Ducky. This has to do with the narrative that ESPN likes to paint everybody, that Al Heyman is... Is bad for boxing. Oh god, he's a can- he's cancer. <laughs> he's a cancer of boxing. He's a cancer of boxing, but will later will some of these people will later on retract going out him is one of the best guys we ever worked with. He was the easiest guy to to work with. He's, a, he's straight and narrow. <laughs> they have said that. Bob Arum has been on on the record calling this guy the cancer of boxing. Mm-hmm. He's bad for boxing. He shouldn't be here in boxing. The next minute. One of the great, one of the best people to work with. I don't know why I haven't worked with this guy before. It was the easiest, easiest thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Baby, cancer. Last time I checked, last time I checked, mm-hmm. Al Heyman wasn't going on the record saying that I've lost more money promoting Crawford than I have buying houses. Yeah. <laughs> last time I checked. I wasn't out here hiding doping tests from the general public. I wasn't out here sucking on the teat of these reporters, these these marks. 
Because they're marks. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't doing that. They're, I'm sorry, Heyman wasn't doing that. Heyman's a guy that pretty much says, that doesn't have to say a word. And is the most powerful man in boxing. Doesn't have to say a word. Nope. He's about business. If it makes sense, let's do it. If it doesn't, then no. Heyman is a manager who manages fighters to make sure he gets them the money that they want. Mm -hmm. You hired me to make you money. I'm going to go get you that money. If I can get it, if I can squeeze it out of a network, I'm going to squeeze it out of a network. If I can squeeze it out of that fucking shiesty uh, promoter, I'm going to get it for you. I am going to go get it for you because that's what you hired me to do. To make sure I make you the money that you want to make. Where you think you've earned it. It is not my job to make the other guy the money. He has his own team. And that's the problem here. Yeah. That Al Heyman, for the last 10 years, has shown fighters that you don't need a Delahoy in your corner. You don't need a Bob Arum in your corner. You don't need an Eddie Hearn in your corner. You're the star. You're the commodity. The networks are not paying for these. They're paying for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. That's what's going on right now. That's why, box, again, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier in a, in a separate situation, to how commissions are so uh, so ancient when it comes to testing. Yeah. The way we think of boxing and how it should be promoted is bad, is, is backwards now. We have not evolved in the way to promote fighters. But I still consider Top Rank maybe one of the best promoters of how to how to bring a prospect up to the majors, you know, to the big leagues, to to the main event status. He's you can Top Rank is great. But when it comes to promoting fighters, no. There's reason why Del Hoya left, Mayweather left, Pacquiao left, Cota left. They all realized one thing. I didn't need you after all, did I? I didn't need you to take twenty percent of my purse, did I? <laughs> I could have done this with my lawyer. Yep. The only reason I had you is because you had a great, you have a great relationship with the networks. That's the only reason I have you, right? That's the reason I have Bob Arum. That's the reason I have Delahoya. That's the reason I have Eddie Hearn. Because you have great relationship with these networks. They're willing to pay me this money. But I got to split that money with you. No, no. Here comes Al going, oh, no, no, no. You don't need that guy no more. I can go talk to you. I can go talk because that's what I am. I'm a manager. Yeah, or whatever. Advisor, yeah. Advisor, I can go talk for you. Uh I'm going to go talk to these guys. You don't need them. But guess what? If I want to host this fight, we actually do need a promoter. So how about we do this? How about we partner with the promoter? I will pay you a fee to borrow your license so we can promote this fight in the state so I can have this my fighter fight on this network. And I'm going to just use your, your network your connections with the network and your promoter's license to promote this fighter. And this is what I'm paying you. This is your bottom line. This is your guarantee. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what Bob that's what Al Heyman had the relationship with with Golden Boy was with Rich Schaefer was. Yeah. It was a partnership. It really was, yeah. I'm right. owning you I'm using you for your for your for your contacts. I'm using you for your commission, for your for your license. Here is your money, here's your split, and all I need you to do is host my fighter on this network on this network on this state because you have the license you have the connection with Showtime that's all I need you for mm-hmm. but boxing is so archaic when it when it, how we think we should run boxing yeah 
And it's run amok because, you know, Floyd Mayweather's made all this money, so everyone thinks they make they deserve that Floyd Mayweather money. Yeah. All Floyd showed is you don't need old fucks like Aram, De La Hoya, Hearns, any promoter. You don't need promoters. Nope. You Hopkins even said in Hopkins is the fucking promoter. Hopkins said in boxing you need two things, a manager and a lawyer. I think also Mike Tyson said it. Yep, you're right. They both said that. That's all you need in boxing, man. That's all you need. Your lawyer and your trainer. But boxing has been around for 100 plus years that we have been accustomed to believe we need promoters. No, no, no. Nope. You just need a network and you need a, you need some, you need a commission to approve it. Simple as that. Yep. And that's why you have these situations where like, oh, I don't like Al Heyman. You don't like Al Heyman because Al Heyman is what the boxing should be at. And Mike Carpenter and Max Kellerman... These are the guys that think archaic. They think, oh, no, 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 no. He's a, that's a duck. That's not a duck, bro. <laughs> that's not a duck. It's a hurdle that we need to get over. It's a hurdle. That's mm-hmm. it. It's a fucking hurdle. You're just spewing this shit because you want to sound, you want to be the first to break the news. You want to sound controversial by saying duck. You did a great job, Max. You got me to talk about you. Mm-hmm. Mike Comperger, you're just a fucking mark. Anybody tells you something, you write it. You're a fucking mark. Am, am I right? Am I right? No, no, no. You're right. You're He's right. a fucking mark. Yeah. Mike Carpenter is a mark. If you don't know what that means, go look it up, guys. I'm not gonna say. It. He's a fucking mark. Kellerman did exactly what he was supposed to do. He got clicked. He got a clickbait by saying that line. He got me to talk about it. That's what they do. But they, they know perfectly that anybody. This is just a hurdle. You know, you don't go through the books in one fucking day. It takes time. And guess what? Last time I checked, Crawford's not a fucking a certified accountant. Crawford has to hire someone to look through the books, asshole. It's going to take a minute, right? It's going to take a minute. It's going to take a minute, yeah. It takes a minute. Yeah. For, for someone like me, a, a, poor, a poor podcaster to realize, it takes a minute to look through the books, right? Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't take like a day. Is, I'm, I'm not, it's not going to be like, hey, give me your book. Just one binder? Yeah, that's all we have. Hey, we have it in one binder. <laughs> I, I can knock this out in three hours, boys. No, no, no. You need accountants to look through the numbers to get this estimation that you're being promised, according to my computer. Yeah. It takes days. It takes weeks. It doesn't take one hour, Max, or Mike. It takes days. It takes weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's behind closed doors. So before everyone goes, Spence is ducky. He's not ducky. It's another obstacle. Before we go into this thing, boxing is archaic. We still think, old, we still go into the old school mentality. We need guys like Bob. We need guys like, again, De La Hoya and, Alheim and Eddie Hearns. We don't need them. We don't need them. We need them out. Out. Al Heyman is the future of how boxing should be run. We're, we're, we're pushing back on it. Mm-hmm. We're pushing it. No, no, no. We don't need that. We don't need that. It's funny because they said Al Heyman was Al Heyman is the worst thing for boxing because they've got fighters think they deserve more money. Yeah. Is that a lot? Canelo is a promoted fighter of matchroom. And that motherfucker is making more money right now and asking us to pay almost $90 for his fights. Yep. Who's the blame there? <laughs> He's not an Al Heyman promoted fighter. He's not. I paid less money for the Caleb Plant fight than I would have paid for the fucking Triple G fight. Yeah. Explain to me what happened there. Is that Al, is that Al Heyman's fault? No. No, 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 it's not. It's the way the market is. It's just the way the market is. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, before we got just one last thing, Spence just, you know, he just simply said, 
shit is happening next, all you need to know. He left it like that. Basically trying to say, like, you know, hey, no, everything's good. I, I think he's basically trying to say, too, like, these things takes time. So it's going to happen next. You just got to gotta hold on. You got to wait. And one last thing before we go to the main event. This is kind of, well, he's one of the guys we're going to be talking about. Wilder had a comment about Anthony Joshua. Um he he made a comment about uh, saying that I think this is he talk he's talking about Andy Joshua here, all right? Wilder says I think he doubts himself a lot. I know what it takes to be a warrior, a killer. The energy, the feel, I don't sense that from him. Physically, he can get everything done. But sometimes it's just that mental part. He's partially right. Yeah. I could we mentioned some of this it's about a, it's a mental thing. It is. We mentioned about Joshua. So I thought that was very interesting that he made that comment. It's a mental thing, I think yeah. so. And that's it for the news. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you guys stay this long with us. All right, this weekend, like we said, there's a lot of big fights happening. Uh, me and Beaver would love to have covered it. Um, it would have been a great episode of Whittier Fight Tech. It would have been maybe the longest Whittier Fight Tech we ever had. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm heading out to Vegas. Beaver is accompanying me. But it uh, doesn't take away that we're going to give you our predictions. So, uh, cueing the music, these are our predictions. What's your prediction for the fight then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Hey. Hey, woman. I'm ranked number one. I think I'm the best. You ain't no title shot. Shut up, old man. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> this Saturday night, we got a bunch of fights happening right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, let's go into it. Let's get the ladies out of the way. Ladies first. Ladies first. Oh, let me pull it up. Ooh, ladies first. Ladies first. <laughs> All right, ladies first. We got from the O2 Arena. Was it the O2 Arena? Oh, give me a second. What's up? Yeah, O2 Arena. This is here. Yep. Saturday, October 15th, O2 Arena. All right, so you got Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall. Ten rounds, well, WBC, IBF, mm-hmm. and WBA, and WBO's yeah. middleweight championships. Of the For that one, I don't know which arena, but yeah. Yep. Um... This is a fight that Clarissa Shields... Um, I mean, right? You got to go for the GOAT. The GOAT. Go Clarissa Shields is the GOAT. I think uh, she's fighting a great puncher. Um, this Savannah beat her in, I think, in the amateurs. Mm-hmm. So she does hold the win over Clarissa Shields. And in my opinion, sometimes in boxing, when you get when someone beats you in the amateurs or... Beats you in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. It's always great to get the get the the payback. And nine out of ten times, fighters usually do get the payback. It's so it's very rare that the guy who beats you in the amateurs and beats you in the Olympics beats you in the professionals. That's true. So rare. Yeah. You know, Vernon Forrester did it. Antonio Tarver did it. It's rare. It's like it's a handful of fighters have done it before. Here, I think. It'll be Clarissa Shields winning. I think Clarissa Shields think so is a woke. I think Clarissa Shields has a better resume, mm-hmm. a better boxing IQ. I the, the fact that Clarissa Shields said, I want to fight you, and I'm willing to come to your hometown to do it. Yep. She even said it. I'm coming to you. You're not coming to me. I'm coming mm-hmm. to you. I'm, I'm taking the fight to you. Yep. It's a big mental thing here that I think a lot of people are overlooking. I think Clarissa Shields is mentally strong, and I think uh, even though she doesn't pack a punch, She's tough. Yep. And she knows how to disarm somebody for 10 rounds. So I got Claire Shield winning by decision. I have the same thing as well, man. My decision with her. I think she's going to no, she's going to take she's going to take this. And then the next one is a 10 round um 
lightweight uh, belt for the WBO, IBF, and WBC's junior lightweight belts. Um, Michaela Myers versus Alicia Boomgardner. I believe that's how you pronounce it, yeah. I got Michaela winning. I think Michaela has great boxing skills. I think uh, she has a great head, uh, great head on her shoulders. And sometimes I think shit talking works, and I think sometimes shit talking doesn't work. I think shit talking works and, yeah. for some fighters because it's just another way to antagonize. But for some other fighters, I think they do it because they're insecure with themselves. Yeah, their interview together was very spicy. And I felt that Alicia's in. Um, I get this type. I get this type of insecurity when I see her. Alicia, talk shit. really? Huh? I just get the. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. It's almost like you're doubting it. You know what I mean? It's almost like yeah, you're trying to get under their skin because maybe you know you're not going to win. Maybe because you know that you know. Fuck. Maybe because there's a seed of doubt that like, can I beat this girl? Can I? Mm-hmm. Can I beat her? Yeah. So you try to compensate for that, for that, for that idea by talking shit, by trying to get her under her skin because you think if I can get her off her game plan, if I can get her off, if I can just, you know you know, get to her, maybe I have a chance on Yeah. And I think that's what she's doing. And I think sometimes that backfires. In boxing, that sometimes backfires when you when you piss off the wrong person. It, it does, actually. And I think with Michaela, you're, I think Michaela's going to win. I think Michaela just... I believe it looks here. She's a lineage champ, right? Yeah. I, I think I think she, again, that's an, I think it's another decision win. And the reason mm-hmm. I'm going decision, because these rounds are short. These rounds are two-minute rounds. That's the thing, too, These fights man. go quick. Yeah. I think I think you're going to see some moments, but it's just going to be by the time the moment happens, ding, ding, the round's over. The round's over, exactly. It, it's always like that. When the round's about to end, it starts getting real good, and then, exactly, round end. So, All right. Michele definitely takes it. All right, let's go into this next one. This was a rematch from a couple months ago. We got Devin Haney, George Camboza for the Undisputed Lightweight Championship of the World. Devin Haney won this easily. Very this, this easily. Fight. Disarmed the, the Emperor. Now he's back to being the ferocious one. Um, I don't see this fight anywhere different. I, 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 don't, I was about to say, like, that we, we all said it when we did the fight talk. It, Haney won... I mean, he he won to the point where like we're not asking for a rematch, and if it did, it's gonna go the same. For for Camboza, Camboza said, "Oh, you know, I made I made a few mistakes. I'm gonna come back and get the rematch." You didn't just make a few mistakes, but you fired the entire team and hired a brand new team. <laughs> he got rid of his trainer, so it wasn't like, "Oh, I did something wrong." No, it's more like you knew you didn't beat him, so you think by switching. Styles are switching and trainers. This might be different. Yeah. I don't think so. Devin Haney at a young age knows how to slow the pace down to his comfortability. Yeah. And Camboza is not the type of guy. Let's just say this. He's no Jojo Diaz that puts the pace on him. No. He's no Lenoris that packs a great punch. Or is fast enough to land the punch. Mm-hmm. Let me say that. Camboza is not the fastest and not the strongest fighter. And doesn't have the doesn't have doesn't have it in him to push the pace even yeah. on on Haney. And I think that's kind of I think that's gonna be Haney's kryptonite is when he finally gets hits a fighter, they will push the pace on him. Boom, boom. Yep. And that Haney has to keep up that pace. Right now, 
Cambos is not that guy. Nope. Cambos is not that guy. Cambosa tried to tried to go punch for punch, came short. He tried to go skill for skill, came short. Yep. Speed for speed was waged. It wasn't even a, it wasn't even contested. Mm-hmm. I think this fight will be a slightly competitive. Slightly, because I think Cambosa will make some minor adjustments. Mm-hmm. But I think Haney will make the better adjustments mid-fight and take the fight. Because Haney knows I'm going to enemy territory again. 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 So that means I got to make this fight even more definitive than the first one. Which means Devin Haney has to be perfect for 12 full rounds. Yep. And I think he'll accomplish that. I just think that... Cambosa will have probably one or two moments in the fight. But I think they'll be the most like, oh my God, moments. Other than that, I think it's Evan Haney by unanimous decision. I feel the same way as well. Again, I, I mean, I you honestly, I couldn't say any better than that. I mean, it's true. I think this could be a little, you know, slightly competitive, but not much of a fucking difference, really. Again, this is a rematch that none of us really asked for. So, yes, I easily have Damon Haney again winning this fight by unanimous decision. And it looks to me he's going to stay there. He's probably going to – he's he might fight Lomachenko if Lomachenko gets, you know, gets through his fight. The only thing that will give Cambozo a shot is if fi- finally the weight gets to Haney. That's, that's the only – you're right. That's the only way. It's the only fucking way. That's the only way I can see it where the, the weight finally gets to Haney. Which I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little curious. Like, all right, would it really get to him this time with this fight or not? Because I said that la- I said that to the last time, and it didn't. Will it? Will it? You know, that's the only reason I can see. Yeah. All right, and then let's go into our co-main event for uh, uh, PBC, which is uh, Caleb Plant. Is he on here? I don't even see him. Yeah. So Caleb Plant, he says, says he was fighting Anthony Durrell. Yeah, okay, there it is. Yeah, Caleb Plant for Anthony Durrell, 12 round super middleweight. So, Anthony Durrell hasn't fought in a bit. I think the last time he won was a, that vicious knockout. Yeah, yes, you're uppercut. right. That and uppercut. Caleb Plant hasn't won since his knockout loss to Canelo Alvarez last November, yep. You got maybe two of the top 10 middleweights, super middleweights in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Not a bad fight. Not bad. Durrell's kind of had a surge lately as of late, winning some fights. Caleb Plant needs to get back in the winning track. I got Caleb Plant. Me too. I think, I think Caleb it. Plant's a little bit of the fresher fighter. I think he learned a little something in the Canelo loss. I think uh, uh, Anthony Durrell. Anthony Durrell was a type of fighter that I always looked at him as, oh, he's a, he's Andre Durrell's brother. He's always... He's always the kind of like, oh, it's the, oh, that's his brother. This is his brother, yeah. <laughs> even though he was the first one to win a belt, even though he defended it, even though he's a, I think he was a, he's a two-time champ, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I always consider him as the, oh, he's just Andre Durrell's brother. Yeah. He hasn't really had an identity. Not really. And in this division, he hasn't had it. He, he packs a punch. He's tough as nails. But he's not kind of a world beater. He's not the type of guy that yeah. <laughs> he's not the type of guy that's gonna go out there and give Canelo the fight of his life. No. Unless you unless you come in there in bad shape, then yeah, he'll give you the toughest fight of your life. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he'll give 
Plant that much trouble. I no, think. I don't think so. I think Plant's the uh, better fighter, in my opinion. I think Plant's a better boxer. Yeah, there we go. That was the thing. Plant's the better boxer. Mm-hmm. I think what killed Plant against Canelo was he thought he was Mayweather and thought, I'm going to use this, and thought he hasn't learned anything. And I think he never made the proper adjustments to compensate for Canelo's answer to that Philly show. Yeah. That was the only problem. Because other than that, Darrell was, I mean, Darrell Plant was doing good. I just felt he never made the adjustment to to counter Canelo's answer to that Mayweather Philly show. Yep. Mm-hmm. When you notice that the show's not working anymore, you should have gone to do something else. But by the time you decided to do something else, Canelo had already banged out your body yep. <laughs> and and was taking you into deep waters. Yep. And that's what happened in the 11th. So I, I got I got 12-round split decision, maybe, for Caleb Plant. I, I say unanimous. He takes the big. He takes it by yeah by decision. All three all three judges will have the same. Maybe not the same scorecards, but I'll agree. He plant wins. All right, and the next one is Deontay Wilder, the return of the Bronze Bomber, versus Robert Helenius, twelve rounds heavyweight mm-hmm. division. Helenius is a former sparring partner of uh, Deontay Wilder. Mm-hmm. Wilder's coming off his loss to the Gypsy King. Yep. The biggest question is. How much how much did those three fights take away from Wilder? That's a good question, really. Can a guy like Robert Hellenius uh expose it? Will he expose it? It's kinda now the question. And that's the something I was going back and forth myself, like for with for this fight for Wilder, is this going to be like you know, the old Wilder that we saw, we've seen before where he knocks he, these fuckers out within one or two, three rounds. Or Helenius is going to maybe expose him and then drag him for almost 12 rounds. Or maybe the full 12. So it's hard for me to really decide what's going to... It's hard to say. It's it's really one of those fights where, like, you, you definitely got to watch to see, like, where it's going to go. But if I have to take a guess... Um, I'm going to say Wilder puts him away in three rounds. I think we're going to see that old type of fucking Wilder fight where he takes him out early. But again, Darrell might just, you know, he might he might hang in there for for a good few rounds. Or maybe he's going to drag him all the way to the 12th. But I'm going to take a guess. I think Wilder, he knocks him out in the, thir- in the, in the third round. I want to say two. I can't. I think he knocks that. him out in two. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes in one round. Mm-hmm. I think the thing about Wilder is that his power. Yeah. This guy could be losing every round. But still got that, that power. power and so dangerous. I think Kalanis will do. I I think I think Wilder is going to try to show what he's been learning right now. That too. He, yeah, he's going to do that. And I think Kalanis might kind of say, dude, really? And smack Wild, Wilder. <laughs> I For me, I want to see if Wilder can take a punch. That's the thing too. Yeah, you're right. And in heavyweight, I know that, you know, you can't say that because, you know, anything can change in the heavyweight division. But how well does he react against a guy like Hellenius who's coming after him? Because the last time someone was right in his fucking face, he was getting pummeled down. Yeah. How's he going to react? You know, what what new stuff has he learned to nullify that? Has he learned anything? The big question. I don't think we're going to get any answers. I think I got two rounds. I think he annihilates him in two rounds. I think the crowd goes wild. And this is kind of what I said 
a couple months ago that I think Wilder needs to come back, knock out a couple of these guys, knock out Hellenius, knock out knock out or, uh, Ruiz, no or yeah, knock out Ruiz, and convince people why you're still the most dangerous man in the division. Yeah, because guess what? Even uh, Wilder said that he doesn't he he sees himself down the line facing facing Fury again. He does. He mentioned that. The reason why, because I said the same thing, is that if he comes when when he comes back to Saturday and knocks out Hellenius, and if he comes back again and fights Ruiz and knocks him out, you knocked out two of the top ten heavyweights in the division yep. right now, easily. And let's say he goes in there and fights Joshua, which maybe that fight happens, maybe it doesn't, and he gets him out of the way. the The only most logical explanation is you're gonna have to fight for the title. You're gonna fight either Usyk or you're gonna fight the Gypsy King. Yep. Either. To get those titles back. That's kind of what's going to happen. All roads lead back to the belt. And whether it's Fury or whether it's Usyk, he's going to have to face him. If Fury wins the belt, Fury knows it. Fury's probably looking forward to that. Because that'll be the, one of the biggest paydays again, a fourth yeah. fight. Yep. Because guess what? Even though we know what happened in the third fight, if Wilder can win via, via devastating knockouts in the next couple fights... It'll erase the next three fights and be like, dude, the third fight was great. He's come back. He's stronger than ever. He's getting mm-hmm. these guys out. Can he get? Can he finally get the Gypsy King out? Yeah. You know? And I think that's kind of what Fear uh, Wilder alluded to, was saying, I can see myself in a fourth fight again. Yeah. Because he knows that all roads will probably lead back to the Gypsy King if it goes according to what everyone's planning. If, yep. Because everyone's thinking that Gypsy King is going to beat Usyk if they ever fight. So Wilder's kind of going, okay, well, if this goes this way, I know I'm going to get a fourth fight. I'm going to have to get a fourth fight because Fury's not going to walk away from a fourth lucrative fight. No. Look at those three fights. They've all made great money. He's not going to walk away, especially if Wilder wins by knockout. Yep. I totally agree. You're right. You're totally right. Really right on that. And, oh, man, it's, again, yeah, I'm just just curious how it's going to really be like. Um I'm still. I mean, of course, we're all curious. Is Fury gonna come back? And we we just you know it's kind of frustrating a little bit because we we want to see an undisputed fight already. We want you know these all these belts to unify already, and yeah, I would love to for a while to just get a crack at one more time at you know at any of those belts. That I, I would love to see that. And I think he has the potential to do that. And I think Wilder still has the potential to get himself another title shot, either against Usyk or Fury, whoever has the fucking belt. Well, either way, look at it, look at it this way. If he beats Hellenius, and let's say Fury still bullshits around with Joshua, and, mm-hmm. and I mean, I know he's talking about fighting Tesoro for third. Or, yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Let's say Fury's out there fucking around, just trying to whore himself out, not fight nobody. Usyk tells Wilder, you know what, fucking man, I'll fight you. And Wilder beats Usyk. All roads lead back to a fourth fight. Yep. Because then Fury is gonna be like, I want to be the belt. I want to hold all the belts. I want to beat this big dosser again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So whether Fury and Usyk happens or doesn't happen, if Usyk Wilder happens and Wilder beats Usyk, all roads lead back to a fourth fight, no matter yep. what. Very true. Very Richard, which that's also also another thing too, right? Usyk said that he's willing to fight Deontay Wilder. Can I say this before we leave? Oh yeah, go ahead. Fuck Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. 
shit. Fuck the Carnitas King because he's like, nobody wants to fight the, the, the Gypsy King. Sometimes I, sometimes I feel he says that shit just to antagonize me. <laughs> he has to. He has to. <laughs> you, uh, Gabriel's kind of those, Gabriel's the, my carpentry. He's a fucking mark. <laughs> Gabriel's like, with like, like the Max Kellerman. He just says shit to get me riled up. You know negotiations take a while, right? You know everything. The the T's have to be crossed. The I's have to be dotted. Negotiations have to be done properly. Yeah. When all parties are happy. All roads don't lead to Fury. Because last time I checked, Fury was retired. Yeah. Remember he said I'm retired and I'm not coming back. He said he's done. Yep. Fury's the one chasing after Joshua. A guy who got beat twice in a... Why? Why not go after Usyk? Oh, wait. Usyk made it clear. Because of my time fighting this war and preparing to fight Joshua, I want to rest the rest of this year. And he said he wants to be with his family and, and Chris for Christmas. I, I, he can't blame me. Ben, I'm wanting to fight you next year. He said that. Early next year. That's not a duck. <laughs> the guy saying, I'll fight you next year. I just want to spend time with my family, bro. I've been at war. And after the after this war, I went to I went to a twelve week training camp tra- training camp to fight Joshua. Honestly, and that is a great excuse. You you can. It's not even an excuse, man. Well, yeah, well, you, but yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Like that's a whatever you want to call it. That's a good whatever or explanation. It's a, it's a valid reason it's why you're fighting. It's a, it's a very good. You, you said we came back from war. The only thing Fury is going to war with is a fucking. It's a keg of beer and a fucking <laughs> in a, in a fucking a pub. <laughs> The only thing he's fucking fighting a war in is a bag of cocaine, whether he should do it or not. This guy was at war. This man killed people in war. Uh, yeah, this yeah, man yeah, trained yeah, to yeah. fight Joshua. He has the right to say, dude, let me be with my family. Unlike you, I like to be with my family. <laughs> Unlike you, I'm not a whore. I'm going to go spend time with my family. I'll see you next year, man, for sure. This shows you have no power over nobody. All roads don't lead to the Gypsy King. Because guess what? Because if he was the money man of the division, Usyk would have jumped to it. No. Don't worry, man. I know the fight's there. We'll fight next year. Let me yeah. spend time with my family. No. He... Joshua is the money man. And Joshua said, no. I'm going to make sure there's no fucking bullshit happening in these contracts. And we're going to fight on this day. I'm willing to fight you, but not on the day you want. There's already a... Look, this day is already booked for this venue. This fight here. I'm willing to fight you. Let's fight on this venue and let's make sure the contract's good for both sides. Yeah. And your answer is, I'm going to go fight this guy, Manuel Char, because he's the only one that has the balls to fight me. No, he's the only dumb one that's willing to sign a contract to fight you, dumbass. Because <laughs> guess what? That Manuel Char's looking for any type of money. And then Derek Chisora, really? Yeah, yeah exactly. You mean retired Derek Chisora? Really? Those are your two options, really. Derek Chisora and Manuel Char are your two op- best Options. This is the guy that Gabriel hangs his hand on as one of the greatest heavyweights of this era. <laughs> really? He's the great white dope who weight bullies. Yeah. Yep. Who weight bullies. Yep. That's all he is. You're not the man. He's not the man of the division. He's just a. He's just the guy holding the belt. Deontay Wilder's making generating more buzz than your boy Tyson Fury. He really is. And he didn't have to fucking 
come out every other week. I'm retired. I'm unretired. I'm retired. I'm unretired. I'll fight for a million. I'll fight for a billion. I'll fight for a zillion. I'll fight on Mars. I'll fight on Venus. I'll fight on Pluto. Better yet, I'll fight in Uranus. He's not doing that, is he? Not doing that, is he? That's what I gotta say. No, no, he's not. He's not. No. Oh man. Nope. No, he's definitely not. He's done a couple interviews, but no, man, he caught some buzz. And that's all he does is buzz. He's a clickbait. And what he gives? He gives these fighters what one week? Right? Is that what he'd be like? You have one week. You have till this day, and if not, that's it. Offers over. Like, no, what the f- fuck? No loss to, to, to Joshua. He'll still make money somewhere else. Yep. No loss to Usyk. He has Wilder to make money with. You need the money, bro. Um, Which the reports that they offered. Um, What's his name? Oh, my God. Chris Ariel, the Nightmare. A fight against uh, Anthony Joshua. I heard this. They said that that's the rumors. That's the rumors. Okay. But you're right. Joshua can make money somewhere else. He can. And he, he will. He can. Exactly. And Usyk, he will. Usyk has pretty much all the belts, so he can, you know, make money with someone else. But of course, you know, everyone wants to see the unified, you know, the unified fight. But right now, um, yeah, right. I'm sorry. He, he's act, he's acting like a whore. <laughs> Fury's acting like a whore. And he, and he is. <laughs> but all right, man. Good. Uh, good, man. Oof. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys like this episode. It's a little bit long for us, and it's kind of late night. Yep. But enjoy it. And I hope you guys enjoy it. We'll be out. Uh, we'll be back next week to recap the, the fight. Oh, yeah. Yes. But we're going to be out this weekend, so keep us updated. Send us uh, send us the results. Me and Beer will probably try to keep an eye on them. Yeah, definitely. More Beer than me, because I'm probably going to be drinking them. <laughs> That'll be the sober one. Beer will probably keep an eye on so Beer. I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah, exactly. Beer will try to answer all your guys' DMs this Saturday. This Saturday. <laughs> I'm going to be too busy. I'm too busy saucing it up. Yeah. Living my best life. But guys, a drink responsibly because I won't this weekend. We'll be back next week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram on the JMBA Boxing Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much any place you guys listen to podcasts. And do us a favor. Give us a five-star rating. It helps with the visibility. Keep the lights on here. And for all you guys asking, we're still working on the logo. It should be coming up by the end of the year. And that's when the new merch will drop. Other than that, we're probably going to reduce the price on all the old-school J&B boxing merch so you guys can get it right now while they last. Yeah. That'd be nice. Anything else? Nah, man. That's pretty much it. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. Drink responsibly because I won't. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is all I got. This is all I got.